Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Santander Bank, featuring Simply Right Checking, a checking account that's built for you, so you can bank when, where, and how you want. Visit SantanderBank.com slash simple to learn more. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Coco Express Show for Saturday. December 1st, 2012. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles. I can't believe it's December 1st already. Um, It seems as if we were just saying, um, welcome New Year 2012. But you know what? As time moves on, you know, and things happen and progress and it's all good. You know, from my perspective, it is all good. Well, for today's show, we have an amazing, amazing guest with us. And um, when I was first when she was first brought to my attention to have her come on the show, I heard her name and I'm like, wait a minute, I think I know who she is. And it was just so funny. As soon as I heard her music, I'm like, wait a minute, not only do I know who she is, I've seen her in concert several times. Her name is Mesa Leek. And um, many of you know her, you've heard her music. Um, she has a jazz cult following. Uh, she is just an amazing, phenomenal singer. She uh, is from Baltimore, Maryland, and she just has this um, the CD I call Motions of Love, and I really think, you know, it needs to get a little bit more play and some more airtime and so on. Um, however, as um, we move forward and try to get this show on the road, because I would really love the opportunity for you to get to know her and to get to hear her music, her diversity, um, her voice is just so amazing. You would just... I mean, I just love listening to her voice and her collaborations with other artists have been um, quite pleasant and pleasing to the ear as well. So I'm going to start off by playing some music for you so that you can hear or get an idea of who she is while we try to figure out and find out where she is. Thank you so much.
Yeah, I started out with uh, opera, and uh, and I have a degree in, in classical performance and all that kind of stuff. So, but I just didn't want to continue that that road. I wanted to be a jazz. I mean, my dream was to be a jazz jazz funk vocalist. And, is, and can I ask you a quick question? What is that about? Because my sister studied um, classical music at Howard, and she wound up doing jazz singing too. What's that about? <laughs> I just think it's a choice. It's just a choice. I mean, the, the training is great, and it's what you have to do to get through school. I mean, it's pretty much you know you have to do what you have to do. But the, uh, it's just that I just don't want to live in that world. It's just not the the, the world I wanted to pursue. It, it's a lot to that. Okay. Uh, it's more than just the just singing. It's just a lot. You have to live a lifestyle and a certain way of a certain uh, discipline. And I was I didn't want that discipline. Okay, understood. Okay, so when you were a kid, was there was there some kind of music influence? Oh yeah, my God, my 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 parents first of all were like DJs almost. I mean, they <laughs> played so much great music in our household. You know, I mean, it's just all about the music. We did everything to music. Everything was about music. Um, they played mostly funk and R&B, uh, a little bit of jazz, but mostly funk and R&B music, and that's all I grew up on. Like, for instance, my mother, instead of waking us up to go to school in the morning, she would just play uh, the gap band, get up <laughs> in the morning, whatever, and she would play that really loud, so you either you'd have no choice but to get up in the morning. Yeah, that's, so that's how she communicated. <laughs> that well, but that sounds great. I wish I would have thought of that when I was trying to wake my daughter up. <laughs> now, um, after you um, started singing with Stevie Wonder, where did you go from there? Um, I auditioned for well, I got an audition for Incognito through a, a Bluey's best friend. His name was Steve Harvey. It's Steve Harvey. He's a, a drummer from uh, Scotland. And a producer and drummer from Scotland, and he, I was doing some work with him, and he he owed me some money for a session I'd done, and I was calling him about it, and he said, well, Mesa, I don't have the money right now, but would you, would you be interested in auditioning for my best friend? He has a band in London, uh, and he was he needs a new American singer, and I was like, yeah, of course I would. So I auditioned. I, I, I talked to Bluey on the phone one day about music, and it turned out to be my audition. He asked me to sing a few lines of Don't You Worry About a Thing, and I did. And the next morning, his manager said that I had the gig and that they weren't even going to wait to bring me over. They just told me to bring my stuff and let's, let's start. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't go that easy nowadays, right? I know. No. That was just a magical moment. <laughs> that was your time, and that was your opportunity. So, mm-hmm. And it was great for you. Now, mm-hmm. you have... Um, Okay, when you were with Incognito for a while, and then mm-hmm. you decided to pursue your own solo career, how did that come about? Well, I was at the North Sea Jazz Festival with Incognito. We were performing in front of about 18,000 people at one time. And uh, after the show, we were, I was coming down the ramp. We were on a big stage, and I was coming down the ramp to go to the dressing room. And Carl Griffin, he was the VP of A&R at GRP Records then. He, came, he was walking up the ramp as I was walking down. He said, Mason, you know, introduce himself. And he said, I think it's time for your solo career. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I think it's time for you to do your solo career. And that's pretty much how I started, how, how it happened. I mean, another magical moment, you know. That is, it's not magical. It's your destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you call it magic. Yeah. I'm going to say it was your destiny. Yeah. Now, 
you have done how many albums solo-wise? I've done nine, and I'm I'm just starting number ten. Really? And what's number ten going to be called? I don't know yet. I, I'm, I mean, I'm in the very, 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 very premature stages of those things. Like, I mean, I'm not even. I mean, I have an idea about the direction of this album. It's going to be more of a dance record than I've ever done in life. So, really? Yeah, it's going to be more up tempo. Um, I need it. I need it to be up right now because I'm trying to shy away from any seriousness right now because I just lost my mom in August. And she was my best friend in the world, and I don't want to, I don't want the album to be about how I feel about that. I want that's something I want to keep to myself. I understand. So I kind of, I kind of have to uh, just do something on a total opposite way, and just I think I'm going to just, just dance and sing and and I start getting towards this this jazz funk diva I've always wanted to be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on that. Well, it sounds to me that like. Um, based on the brief things you said about your mom, that you are embracing her by going in that direction. Absolutely. She told me before she passed away, she was like, Mesa, no matter what happens to me, you keep going, don't miss any of your shows. You you keep all your obligations and, and all your commitments and don't miss anything. You keep going, you hear me? And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and that's what I got to do. Yes, and if you're gonna, if she's playing the gap band for you, so it seems to me that she's <laughs> she's influencing this album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, sure is. Yes, now you have an album, um, the a recent album, Motions of Love, mm-hmm. and that seems to be that was your baby, your baby, huh? Yeah, I, I my last three records have been my baby, Met- especially with the uh, Metamorphosis and uh, Motions of Love. Uh, a woman in love, I love that one too. Mm-hmm. But the, but those two, these two records, I don't know. They they they're marking they're marking times in my life where I know that when I'm about 20 years from now, God willing, that I will look back on them and know that those were turning points in my life. Okay. Uh, Motions of love was a huge turning point for me. Um, because I broke up with somebody I was with for five about five years, we were together. But we had and you know we had an on and off relationship at the point of me starting this record, uh, we broke up out of nowhere, and it, and it, and it just, it, it startled me, and it shocked me, because we were doing so well, and so I, I, I could do nothing but put my whole, everything was about this man, and what, how I was dealing with it, how I was dealing with the aftermath, and how I was dealing with how I felt, and how angry I was with him, and how I forgave him, and all these, you know, all these different things that I was going through, I, I managed to throw it all into the record. And um, I Try, which is what we played in the beginning, that was one of the songs off of that album, correct? Yes. Yes, okay. We also have, I have a few songs of yours that I would love for people to hear. And I would like for you to give me a little bit of background, you know, uh, where you were emotionally on this particular song when it was done. Because I believe I have four songs. We've already did one and two, uh, two of them are, for, are from the Emotions of Love album, and one is from the Woman in Love album. Okay. Okay. Now, I have to tell you, I have a special place in my heart for Will Downing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he, we kind of grew up together, and we still stay in touch, and I just love him. He's just such a genuine gem of a, a individual and friend, and yeah. an amazing talent as well. So, I have Love Theory. Oh, um, wow, that's so cool. 
Yeah, so if you don't mind, I would like to play Love Theory, but can you give us a little background about that? Well, um, my producer, uh, Chris Davis, Big Dog we call him, he was uh, working on the track, and he, he let me hear it. He told me the song was called Love Theory, and I was like, okay. So he said, well, just go write it now. And I was like, okay. I said, well, who, who do we get? To, I said, we should make this a duet. And I said, well, who do we get to call? And I said, uh, and we were like, well, you think Will would do it? And we both were saying, yeah. And he said, yeah, I think Will would do it. And I said, I don't know, I'm going to ask him. And uh, so we just called him, and he said, sure. And that's, that's as easy as it got. I mean, he's, Will's been in my corner and really been a good friend of mine for a long time, and he's very supportive of, of me trying to make it out here. And um, he's just a nice man. So he wrote it. He wrote most of it, and uh, I wrote a little bit of it, and, and then we recorded it. So it was it was a great experience. Okay, so I'm going to play this for our listeners so they can get a little hint of how great your collaboration was. Okay. Okay. that love and passion when you sing. 
is all I know how to do. It's, it's everything my whole life. Everything is wrapped up in this. So. That's good. That is excellent. Now, okay, we... I understand that you have this, this, you love life and you love living and you love love. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you bring that forth in all of your, your, your music and your selections. And the Motions of Love CD was some, it, it was a, um, let's just say, it was a turning point in your life. And because um, I was reading some of the, uh, some of your, on your website reading and reading some of your bio and stuff. And mm-hmm. You really poured your heart out into that CD, huh? I did. I really did. <laughs> I really did. And, you know, not a lot of people, people go to therapists for what you did for yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's and, why I do. Even at my live shows, it's like therapy for me. And people help me get through it. And you know, we laugh and joke and talk it out. And I feel so much better. And I hope that people that come to the shows feel better, too, about their situations because, it's really all, you know, if we really understand, everybody wants to be loved, but it's it's not that deep. Like, I mean, the thing is, it hurts for a long time. It hurts for a while, and you get over it when you get over it. But there will be somebody else. There is somebody else out there for you. And you just have to just focus on yourself, and then the things will come. And I, I've gotten to the point where, you know, I thought I could never not have a boyfriend. Like, I always wanted a boyfriend in my life. So the guys I've been with have been long-term. I've had probably three boyfriends my whole life, and they've been long-term relationships. And I've always stuck with them through thick and thin, even when I should have left them alone. And that's the problem where at turning turning 46 years old, I've realized, you know what, I don't feel like this anymore. And if the person comes to me and they're not right, then I'm I'm able to let them go. And I I wish I had learned this lesson when I was 26. Well, that's what happens. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to. (laughs) Yeah. You have to go through those. Yeah, you have to go through a process because I'm sure there was somebody older telling you, you know, girl, let it go. And you were right. like, uh-uh, they don't know what they're talking about. And now That's you're right. that person. <laughs> right, right. That's the thing. That's what yeah. life, life, life's all about because you do become that person. Yes. Now, you've also had some amazing um full circle situations in your life, um, especially on this particular Emotions of Love CD. Um, you had the opportunity... You started off with Stevie Wonder, and you had the opportunity to do a song written by Stevie Wonder, correct? Right. <laughs> really, I mean, written for me in my face. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, not for me, but but written for the record. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I went to the studio to do another song that my friend had written, um, but he just started writing this song all of a sudden, and she said, Steve, is this a you know Stevie? Is this a Mesa song or a Stevie song? He said, "This is a Mesa song." I'm like, "Oh my God!" I'm watching Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder write a whole new song for me to sing. What is going on? That's <laughs> those are, weird. Those are your blessings because you have to understand that when you give love and you show love and you're, you know, and it's sincere and it's honest, God blesses you with things. Sorry. <laughs> So this is what this is what's going on with you. You're being blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely being blessed. Yes. So I want to um, play the song. It's called Half Sweet Dreams, and it's with mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, correct? Well, I I sang it all, but he wrote it. Okay. And my girlfriend wrote it. Yeah. And he, he has. Wrote it, he wrote it for Michelle Obama. 
Oh, really? Wow. Uh-huh. Now, yes. there he's playing the harmonica on this as well? Yes, he is, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play this for our audience to hear, okay? Okay. Stevie Wonder, and every song that he's ever done, it has such 
color to it, you know, and such yeah. warmth and life. And, you know, for someone who, you know, has sight issues, he's blind, you wonder, mm-hmm. where does all this come from? It, it's amazing. I, I just find it mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it was amazing to watch him just start it. I mean, I don't know where he got. It just came out of nowhere. I, it was amazing to watch. Unless he can see stuff we can, and he's just not telling us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how does he know she has an amazing smile, you know? I mean, right, we know that right. as a fact. We know that to be true. Right. You know, so it's just it's, it just boggles my mind, the genius that lies inside that, that, that wonderful man. So, oh, yeah. It, yeah. And so you, let's see, you have been coined a jazz artist, but with this motion CD, you're trying to show us that you have a different side to yourself? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it just came out naturally, but of course, you know, this kind of soulful stuff is really what I'm trying to show right now. I really mm-hmm. want to just get into this soulful... I mean, not, I, I don't even want to call it R&B. I just wanted to say it's soul, soul music. Oh, you want to let your and, hair and down now, huh? Huh? <laughs> you want to let your hair down now. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's not so much. The smooth jazz thing was nice for a minute, but, of course, we know where that went. And I you know, I just don't want to be known as the smooth jazz thing. I, I want to be known as a soul singer. I, I want to be known as a jazz punk soul vocalist. That's what that's, that's all that I am. Mm-hmm. And that's good because, you know, the crossover. And it's not even about crossover appeal or anything. It's about what you feel comfortable with doing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of people, they go with what where they think the numbers are. Oh, and yeah, I'll never do that. I don't yeah. care what the numbers are. I just know what people who, who support my music, I know what they like. Mm-hmm. And, and there are, you have a following that's unbelievable because I have to tell you that when you came to the Clifford Brown Jazz Fest um, and you were with Jonathan Butler, I made like a little comment on one of the, the um, blogs. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness! You had to hear tons and tons of people like Mesa was off the chart. Mesa, Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice. And I was like, she is phenomenal. Yes, and you really did a a wonderful job there um, at that event. And you did tell some of your story as well about the relationship mm-hmm. at that event, also. And, and you know, but just the fact that. I believe, and this is me thinking, that mm. no matter what you do, they're going to follow you. Oh, so. They, oh, you know. Oh, so they've been, they been taking care of me for 20, 21 years now. Yes. I really appreciate it, you know. And not a lot of people have that kind of career. They can't turn around and say, for 20 years I've been doing this. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you already know how to do what you need to do. So there's no mistaking anything about what you can do. It's just that mm. we're going to be sitting here going, what's she going to do next? <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, so in your um, showing that, you got some flavor flavor going on. You did a song called Flower Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so and that particular song shows a different side of you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were you? you where were you when you did that song, you know, emotionally, musically? Uh, I think that um, basically, this, you know, as far as lyrically, uh, I was in a place where it's just you want to be special to somebody. You want to be that person that a man is so 
crazy about that. He wants to send you flowers all the time. You know, he wants to give you flowers or he wants you to know that he's thinking about you. And I want to be special like that with somebody. Well, and, I, you know, I haven't really met the kind of person who's, I know there's men out there who are like that who, you know, I'm not saying I have to be spoiled all the time and I want diamonds and furs and all that. I don't, I'm not that kind of girl, but I do like, uh, you know, somebody to show me how they feel about me and, or, you know, from time to time do something special to show that they care about me, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's, that's the kind of person I am, so I, w- I would like that kind of reciprocal relationship, and that's what I haven't had yet, so I'm going to get that there. Oh, definitely you're going to get that. You don't have to worry <laughs> about that. But my thing is, if you meet him and he has a brother... Okay. <laughs> Definitely. And so I wanted that the guy that I was that I, I broke up with, he he's kinda like he's like that in a sense. Um, he's very he's attentive and he's very he's just a, such a well, we're friends, we're really good friends now. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where we were supposed to that's where we landed as really, really good friends. Okay, and that's good because that way you can move on to the next situation without having any karma. Right. Any karma, right. no karma at all. And you know that you will walk into this without the baggage free and clear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so now we're going to play Flower Girl with Dwelly, correct? Yeah, Dwelly, yeah. Yes, hold on. Natural, sensual, I'm in need of your touch. Yeah. Spread your sunshine when life storms too much. You're my flower. You bring beautiful colors. You give me life. With your light, I'm free. I just want to be. process of it's going to be something amazing. I hope so. I, I, 
I believe I'm going to work very hard on it. So, that's definitely see. So, when do you expect to be com- finished with this project? Uh, probably in about three months. Oh, that's soon. That's real soon. Yeah. So, we yeah. can expect to see something in about three months from you? or Well, you probably know. in the late spring, maybe. Okay, that's great. Now, where are you going to be performing so that, you know, the listeners can check you out? Well, I'm going to be um, at the week. Uh, I'm at the Rams Head on tomorrow, actually, in Annapolis, Maryland. And then I'm going to be um, uh, for New Year's, I'm staying at in uh, Huntington Beach, California, with okay. Kim Waters and Brian Simpson. Wow. And uh, then early next year, I'm going to be at the Howard Theater in D.C. Uh, it's going to be really special, those two shows around Valentine's Day. I'm hoping there's no snow because um, I have been bringing in a four-piece uh, string quartet. quartet. So I'm, I'm, I'm using my big band, which incorporates a three-piece horn section, four singers, uh, percussion, and it's just a huge, I call it a jazz funk soul symphony. We're going to introduce that to the world. And then during the year, I'll be, you know, we're going to build and build and build and keep, because we get a little tour going. So we're going to push this, this year we're going to really push the the, the JFSS, that's what I'll call it. We're going to push that this year. Um, okay, great. That is that sounds like you're gonna be real busy. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> oh, you definitely will. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you, you are you. You know, you meet people you've seen them perform, and they have such an amazing stage presence. And sometimes they're not so nice. Oh. <laughs> you are not that at all. You. Oh, oh my goodness! You are just so you're you're amazing. You're warm. You're Aww. you're just I I love you. <laughs> thank you, honey. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. And it was like a pleasure to get to know you. And if people want to follow you, do you have a website where they can go and they can you know keep tabs on you? Yeah, uh, Mesa dot com. And then also that needs to be updated. Though I gotta really update the site, but Mesa dot com right now. And also I'm on. Uh, Twitter uh, as Mesa Leak M A Y S A L E A K. I'm also on Instagram as Blue Roses Girl, and then I'm on um, Facebook on three pages of Mesa Mesa Leak Two and Mesa Leak Three. And I think I have to do a fourth one because I don't know how to do that like page. So I do <laughs> okay. Well, I have to say it was an amazing opportunity here. Um, for me, it is because never in my wild imagination when I was standing, I know I would have this wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Thank you. And it was a pleasure just taking the time out to listen to your music and also find out who the person was behind this amazing music. And we thank you. I'm sure my listeners are are grateful for this opportunity, and I would also like to take the opportunity to thank Double Exposure. Oh, yes, me too. Thank you. Yes. So hopefully you will come back to us because we would love to have you back on the show when your next project is completed. Okay, honey, that'd be great. Yes, and I have to tell you, it it was a very good opportunity. It was fun for me. I had a good time. I enjoyed you, yeah. and I want you to have a wonderful holiday. Oh, you too. Thank you very much. You, you, okay. Thank you. And um, to all my listeners, um, we'll be back again. And 
be safe and just take it easy. Okay? Okay, thanks all. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real. Listen, learn, and live. It happens every summer. Stargazers delight in the opportunity to view constellations that can't be seen in winter. While car lovers delight in the opportunity to own one of our stars. At the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, you can get the Mercedes-Benz of your dreams for less than you thought possible. Like the supremely intelligent E-Class sedan or the awe-inspiring GLC. Don't miss this once-in-a-summertime opportunity. Hurry in to our summer event. Visit MBUSA.com to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Santander Bank, featuring Simply Right Checking, a checking account that's built for you, so you can bank when, where, and how you want. Visit SantanderBank.com simple to learn more.